listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth it is mental health monday and uh, this is our last one with heidi for this year yes um we'll have more in the coming year but uh, what a great one to end on today as we continue our conversation in finding hope we're going to talk about resilience today Mm -hmm. thanks to concordia university wisconsin for your support of the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon it is time to chat about finding hope and particularly digging into resilience today with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. Well, it is, uh, it's a good day. We get to talk about resilience. We've been talking about all kinds of various aspects of finding hope and uh, that brokenness, disintegration, emotion, body type, all those good topics over the last few weeks. Today, we get to dig into resilience. So what, how do we define resilience? So resilience is kind of a like a hot word in our culture right now. And I always like to admit that up front, right? Like that we know that this is a buzzword, if you will. And I think this word has far more depth than just like a buzzword for a time. Sure, um, yeah. But sometimes when things become buzzwords, we can easily turn them into platitudes mm-hmm. for someone. So that I think is important to note before we go into a definition. So resilience is often utilized, unfortunately, toward or against people who are going through a hard time to like tell them, well, this is what you get out of it. Isn't that awesome? Like, isn't it worth it? (laughs) And I think most of us in our hard times would be like, no, I don't think so. That sounds terrible. Nothing's worth this. I would just caution people as we go through this to understand that we would never use resilience as yeah a prize for someone that God doesn't hand out red or blue or gold ribbons or trophies for making it through something challenging instead he promises us his presence and he gives us Jesus so that we know our salvation secure and he does bring restoration whether in the moment or long term in restoration when he comes back again. And so resilience is a really cool thing, I think, that has been built into our physical bodies, but also our emotional health, our our um our spiritual and relational and vocational health that does reflect that there is something that God is doing, that he is active in the things that feel so yucky. And so the two definitions that I offer for resilience, uh, and again, if you're curious how these definitions get made and all of that, you can go to past episodes. We've talked about that, but this is on page 53 of Finding Hope from Brokenness to Restoration from Concordia Publishing House. Definition one, the capability to come back from a struggle with renewed hope, life, and a greater ability to respond to future stressors. So the most important part of that is that um, idea that there is something else to come, <laughs> that that brokenness is impacting our lives now, but it will probably impact our lives again. And that when we go through something that is a struggle of brokenness, then, and that could be very, you know, feel just like it takes up all the space in our lives. And it also might feel like it just takes up space for a moment, uh, that it does bring something 
that we didn't have in our life before, some kind of knowledge, some kind of new hope, new understanding and perspective, new ability uh, to see with eyes wide open, new skills, who knows, right? Whatever new that God is doing, you know, uh, his mercies are new every morning, but what are his mercies? He brings a lot of things in our life that speak of mercy in the day to day. And so that future stressors that he's, he's, doing stuff inside of us now that are going to serve us well eventually is part of resilience. Again, it's not a prize. It's not, here's your cookie for suffering. We want to make sure that that's not the kind of message we're giving people. But it does build our capabilities, that we are a growth in progress, that God is working in us. The second one is actually like my favorite definition, if we're allowed to have <laughs> our, our, our definition favorites. Just because I think that idea of capability is challenging for people. And so the first definition, while true, gets confusing really fast because, well, what if we're not capable? You know, what if I don't feel stronger the next time around? What if I'm not sure what to think about this and my perspective isn't widened or whatever? Um, I would say that there's something that we have been given through our struggle, but it's often very hard to see. Uh, that's one reason God gave us each other. So I really like the second definition, which is the internal capacity of people to recover, gaining new insights, strengths, and capabilities we did not have before the struggle. And so my definition of resilience that includes that last piece of we did not have it before the struggle is a little bit set apart from what you'll find if you do an internet search or look into the scientific research, because we are people who believe in grace. And so we believe that God does, in fact, do stuff with all of this junk. But more than that, we believe that for whatever reason, God finds grace to be more valuable than life on this earth in total perfection, that he had this big narrative in plan. And he knew at creation, we've talked about this before, that the fall into sin was going to happen. He knew that he was going to send Jesus. He knew the whole thing. Um, and I think that so often we just want to throw away the struggle so badly. And we want to believe that, you know, if I was a better person, that I wouldn't be having this struggle. Or if I had been given a better life. Sometimes we do that Pez dispenser thing where we think God just hands out like experiences and lives. And, and he doesn't work that way. Instead, that resilience is something we get because of the struggle. And it is not everything, but it is something that it is a good gift of God. This is uh, resonating a whole lot after the last, specifically last year and a half that we've had as a communal exercise in resilience. <laughs> yeah, well put. I think well it's, put. A, it's a very acute way for us to understand what resilience means. But what is it about that wanting it to be a prize or our, our obsession with victory and 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 coming out on top. What is it about that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, too. I think because we were talking about brokenness and disintegration as kind of the foundation for these last few things we've been talking about, body image, emotions, and resilience. And we really do want solutions so bad. Like, we want to fix it. We want to believe that there is an answer. And sometimes that translates to we want to believe there's an easier answer at the very least. And so I do think we get a little bit wrapped up in the idea of success 
And even Mm -hmm. if you're not a person who's like obsessed with success, we are impacted by the fact that we are a culture of productivity and, you know, our, we know our worth isn't determined by that. It's determined by God alone. But at the same time, it's hard to walk in that belief when my job is telling me that my worth comes from what I've produced. And um, even some of the writings that we find in Christianity, I'm not saying this is something you would find from CPH, but when when we pick up something, so often there's this slight tone of God wants people to be successful, you know, and God rewards success. And that comes in many, many ways in even like kind of underlying ideas within books and TV shows and things like that. And so that can be really challenging. And and at, we talked about family culture a couple episodes ago. And so our family culture also impacts this too. As a parent, I have to live in a, an in-between space where I am both encouraging my children to do their very best and I am cheerleading them when they get good grades or when they uh, did well at their uh, job or they learned how to do a new skill like talk or walk. And then also I'm not... a I'm not doing it so much so that that's where they see their value comes from. It's so challenging, especially with high-performing teens, those teens that are just really rocking it and doing their very, very best and involved in lots of things and excelling, that we look at them, even in the church, right, in our youth groups and say, oh, wow, they're really like the leader of Toronto. They're so amazing. Oh, they're just so blessed. Oh, look at that. And all of that might be true to some extent. The blessed one's a little questionable to me at times, but we have to be cautious so that they see that they are all they need to be and they are enough in Christ Jesus. If they never performed another thing well, if they never got another A or B or C or whatever, that they would be enough in Christ Jesus. Um, That is one of the things I think we can bring into the church um, and into our circles and spaces in the church to help them see resilience in themselves because we're pointing out where they have, what they have come through, not just what they've done well. So in your book, you use the nice illustration of like this, so the squishy stretch, uh, stress ball mm-hmm. and its resilience or like, you know, like a memory foam mattress thing or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep, it, yep. It's squishy, squishy, but then it, I can't, words. <laughs> squishy is hard squishy today. Squishy <laughs> is hard to say. How that's different from us as humans. We, our resilience is not like that. Like you squeeze a stress ball, which apparently I need to do today because I can't <laughs> <Yes>. talk. Um, <laughs> You squeeze a stress ball and then it goes back to its form. Unless you totally like squeezed it way too hard with like ran over it with a car or something, then it goes doesn't go back to its form. But um, <laughs> how are we different from that? Because you point out that we're different. Our resilience is not the same. It's more complex than that. Yes. Once again, I just want to read you just a little bit from the book Finding Hope from Brokenness Restoration, page 53. <clears throat> it says, this definition of resilience... Um, excuse me, I'm having a hard time with my throat evidently today, of springing back or balancing back, which is something you often see associated with resilience, is good for memory foam pillows and stress balls. But when I squish a stress ball, it regains its size and shape pretty quickly, right? But when we apply this definition to people, we relate resilience not to their growth, but to their ability to respond to stresses that require adjustment. I take issue with definitions that make resilience sound so easy. Because we are complex and whole people, 
body, mind, and spirit, our resilience is more complex. Resilience comes only in struggles wake. Anyone displaying attributes of resilience has fought for that resilience, often through struggle, suffering, or trauma. When we miss the fighting component of resilience, we also miss God entering into the hard places of our lives and working in them. And so I think, yeah, the stressful idea or that bouncing back makes it just sound so light and also that it's based on our own skills and our own makeup. Like, well, you know, if if I'm a, a good stress ball, then I'll just bounce right back into shape after this. And that is, that's not what God speaks over us. Instead, I think that when we have language for resilience that honors, and that's a key word, honors what we've been through and honors what we're walking through now, validates is another good word for that, that admits that it's hard, but also sees the hope, then wow, that's a much more complete and certainly more Christian or a biblical definition of resilience. Yeah, I was just thinking of an example, like someone might say, oh, he comes from or she comes from a really strong family. They're really resilient. You know, she'll bounce back really quickly after this, Mm -hmm. after a really difficult experience. Yeah, we shouldn't make that assumption, should we? Yeah, I think it's hard. And and I don't want anyone to ever feel shame. especially when they when we identify some of these things especially in the church because guess what we're we're all learning we're all a growth and process and so part of that is really just being honest about our language and that's what we do on mental health mondays we're just honest about it and we look toward jesus to help us then maybe gain some language and some insights so that we can enter into these conversations a little more clearly with with hope shining a little brighter It is Mental Health Monday. We are taking a look at the topic of resilience in Finding Hope from Brokenness to Restoration by Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. We have more to talk about here on The Coffee Hour. We'll do that in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday. We are taking a look at the topic of resilience today in Finding Hope from Brokenness to Restoration with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Uh, fantastic book. You can get it from Concordia Publishing House. So resilience, what is what builds resilience? Mm. What What do we need in order to build resilience? What's key in this building of resilience? Yeah, you know, if you guys remember, we talked about this quite a bit in an episode this summer that was live, I believe, or maybe recorded at the Lutheran Women in Mission, the LDML convention, because that was the topic, if you will, that I offered in my Bible studies at the uh, Lutheran Women in Mission 
conference? Is it a conference? Is it a convention? I don't know words. Okay, there you go. Thank you, you who are in the know. But we had two episodes, I think, on the concept of resilience. And so uh, in order to understand building resilience, I think we have to make one statement first that reminds us that resilience is also just something we have. And that's one thing I present in Finding Hope, similar to the whole capital J joy in Jesus and little j joy on this earth. Resilience is also something that God has given us that is ours in Jesus Christ, but it's also ours uh, a little bit in creation. So like the fact that God has built our bodies and all that is our body and our physical experience, but also our emotional, relational, all of that, that he has knit that, that he also knit resilience into that. And this is one reason why you see people who totally don't believe in Jesus, but are extremely resilient individuals. They are have been through some struggles or even some really deep trauma and are doing just really hope-filled things. And and you're as a Christian, sometimes I think we're like, wow, like if only we uh, could bring whatever secret sauce they have into our life in the church, because sometimes we don't look as resilient. I know sometimes I look like I, you know, kind of want to crawl into a corner and be done trying to deal with things in this life. But the reality is, is that in Christ, then we also have resilience handed to us because he has run that race. He has done the work. It's not on me. I don't have to do it. And that's a different kind of resilience that that grows on top of that resilience that we've been given in creation as created beings of God. So then the last kind is what you just said, Andy, is that building resilience that God does in our lives. And this is something that we don't talk about a lot, I think, in Lutheranism in particular, because we're so opposed to works righteousness that we can't get to salvation, right, by being resilient. That's not going to happen. That's one way you could misapply resilience into works righteousness, which we talked about a little bit before the break. I think you find that in literature almost a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say, Christian <laughs> literature a lot, so we have to be careful there. But at the same time, this isn't salvation-oriented. Sanctification-oriented, if you will, after justification comes sanctification, God's ongoing work in our life, is not opposed to our effort, you know, that God does uh, utilize our our minds and our, our abilities and strengths and physical bodies that we embody in order to walk through life and differently after that. And so God builds resilience in us uh, through his word, certainly, you know, as he speaks hope into us and speaks his kindness and affection and truth, then a resilience comes from that. Strength comes from that strong or strength or courage. Those kinds of words are used quite a bit in scripture. And they are more related to resilience. They're more related to the fact that God walks with us through hard stuff than they are related to our personal capabilities, you know, like this is a character thing that I have that I hold. Instead, courage and strength often come through the hard stuff, but with God standing beside us. So that is a a huge piece of what resilience is. And we often find it best and brightest, if you will, when we're connected to his word. And then also through other people, right? You might point out to me where I have been resilient or where you see me being resilient or what resilience you see might come from something I'm going through without negating my current hard struggle. And I might do that for you, right? We need to sometimes hear from each other what we see and how we see God working into their lives because we can't always see it, especially through the hard stuff. 
So what is the relationship between resilience and hope and brokenness? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that besides the things that we've talked about, brokenness also makes us feel like we are not resilient, right? It it works on the very thing. And I, I do think this is like one of those, like the devil likes to lie. He's the father of lies. And so he's going to use the struggle to tell us that we can't handle it that we are not strong, that God is not strong enough, that he has left us or deserted us. Um, and again, it, it's not like we can just change our minds about those things. It's not, but the honesty before God goes a long way. And so being able to lay that in connection with God and say, I, I feel the weight of brokenness. I feel like I can't handle this. And, and maybe I can't, Lord, but you say in your word, you know, that you're going to show up. You say that you are love and truth and justice and kindness, and I, I need that in my life right now. And so, again, staying connected to the scriptures is going to really help us see it more clearly instead of seeing the, the lies that I think that Satan, man, when you're down, he likes to kick you. That is just a reality. <laughs> yep. How is... How is hope and resilience different for those who have hope in Christ than those who really find their hope in the things of this world? Yeah, I think it's fuller, you know, and that sounds like a small thing, but it really isn't. I don't know that we see resilience more easily, although I like to think that sometimes, again, we see it clearer if we're in the Word of God. There are my dogs again. It's like a Mental Health Monday thing. It's a problem. So, you're welcome, world. We call it authenticity, so people know that. <laughs> Thank you're you. I know. Just, just keep telling me that. I call it embarrassment. Um, <laughs> here's an emotion for you. So, so I think the fullness, though, is is really scriptural, right? So, in the fullness of time is when God sent Jesus, and there's lots of other scriptures that talk about the fullness of Christ's joy is when we are in joy with him and connected to him. There's so much about the fullness. And so I think that's true for our hope and resilience as well, that we have just a fuller experience of it. And scripture also talks about kind of shadows and then the things in clarity. And so we experience things in shadows. It's like worse than ever. I'm so sorry. Toggies. Um, yes, thank you, you guys. But but we we get that fuller experience because we know Jesus. Not mean that it, there's no struggle. It certainly means there's no struggle. It may not mean there's even less struggle. It may not mean there's more resilience. It's just a fuller version because it is connected to God and He is all fullness. And that that's a really beautiful thing. I don't know. I think about this a lot. The fact that like people who have been in really deep suffering and struggle, they they feel like they're losing their belief in God or might even say like, I'm, you know, I'm done with this God. And they ask me how I can hang on. And the reality is I just, I, I, I don't want to know life without him. And he might be complicated, but I'd rather do it holding on to him than doing it on my own. And so I just keep going back to scripture to find out more about him and asking him to reveal more to me in relationship with him. That's a really complicated thing, but man, that's, you know, resilient faith is is holding fast because God holds fast to us no matter what. And that brings us to the end of this season of uh, 
Mental Health Mondays with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman and her dogs. <laughs> that is true. We should have like a picture of them at some point yeah. right, on social media because now they, the listener feels like they know my dogs. Okay. Yep. yep. Well, it, it has, it, it's been a delight digging into Finding Hope. We'll continue more conversations on Finding Hope in the new year. So we come back. January 10th for Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. We have lots of fun Christmas things planned for this week as well here on The Coffee Hour. Heidi, thank you so much for sharing your book with us this year. And I hope that you have just a a fantastic and very blessed Christmas nativity of our Lord Mm -hmm. and and, and some great time with your family as well. Thank you. you. You guys as well. May you have a moment to rest in the arms of the Lord this nativity. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.